One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Let's get ready to rumble. Hey there. Do you like films? Do you like wrestling from the 2000s? Do you want to see a film about wrestling from the 2000s? Well, WrestleTalk are hosting a special screening of Ready to Rumble for its 19th anniversary at the Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester Square on May 7th, 2019. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake! Myself, Ollie Davis, Luke Owen, Laurie Blake, Randy Andy Datsun, Pequenel, and maybe a few other surprises will be in attendance for a meet and greet before the film. And then stick around after the screening for a special Wrestle Ramble podcast recording where we'll talk in depth about David Arquette winning the WCW Championship to promote the film and what it did for the wrestling industry. Would that be raw sewage I'm smelling? They kind of always liked that smell. If you've not not seen Ready to Rumble before, come see the sports entertainment epic The Detroit News Said manages to insult not only pro wrestlers, but also their fans. Brittany, let's go out again. We'll talk about me and you. Dude, you're in there. The Matt-based masterpiece the New York Post called a toilet humor farce proud of its own crudeness. Your sister shot her first perp today. That's nice, Gammy. And if that doesn't tempt you, the Orlando Sentinel said of this barn burner brilliance, Yes, film fans, there is a new worst movie of all time. Any match, any time. The Steel Cage. Steel Cage wins. So come see... Shut up, Randy! Shut up, up, you're not part of this! So come see Ready to Rumble at the Prince Charles Cinema on May 7th with your friends at WrestleTalk. Tickets are available now. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, who was still typing. <laughs> While I was doing the intro. I was plugging the live stream on the social media, on, on the, the social sosh. banks. On the social. The social banks, like you're supposed to be doing, but never do. I'm. That's not my role. <laughs> we, it's a fluid. It, the, the whole the whole place is in flux. Yeah? Yeah. Flux. In what sense? It's like, uh, and uh, producer Randy will back me up on this as a football-loving man. It's like the Netherlands total football from mm. the uh, 80s and early 90s. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so we've got a lot of people who just adapt to what position they need to be in. I see. Uh, yeah, producer Andy is on the intro with us. Uh, well, Mike, actually, is this, is this on? It is oh, on, yes. Hello. Yeah. You just need to speak into it. <laughs> okay. I didn't realise it was on. <laughs> speak away from it. Uh, yeah, Andy's going to be joining us now, in theory, for podcast intro and outros moving forward. Total football. 
Like total football, yeah, exactly. Total football. It's liquid football. We're we're putting people in roles where they they do, and just watching them either float or sink. But By the way, I had to get Sky Sports for Raw and SmackDown you, last yeah, week. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and now I feel like my sports references <laughs> have upped their game. Are you still watching the Masters coverage for a tournament? I, that does I not watched start? Tiger Woods's yeah. emphatic win. Yeah. Yes, that was a great moment. One of the greatest moments in the history of golf, wouldn't you say? Randy Andy Datsun. It was wonderful, yeah. It's been 14 years since he last won the Masters, so it was very nice to see him do it again. What a comeback. What a comeback. And sometimes if I've got nothing to do, I'll just put on the football years, 1998 to 1999. <laughs> so yeah, I've got a lot of specific references now Excellent. in my back pocket. Oh, well, I mean, the emailers. Door, one might say. Emailers, get in touch with your sports-related questions, specifically for the English oh. Premier League 1998 to 1999. I'm immediately regretting saying that. <laughs> I've, got, now, I've got you covered. Because now Ollie Davis is master here. Uh, no, you can't help him. That's the, oh, okay. Yeah, you're not allowed to help him on this one. Sportsmaster. Yeah, the sportsmaster Ollie Davis. No, sports slayer. Sport. Ooh, sports slayer. Yeah. Um, but the main question that everyone has on their mind is nothing to do with the English Premier League, 1998 to 1999. It's how did your marathon go? Mm. It's kind of a sport, the sport of running. Yeah. I mean, I, me, equa- I equate running to- and then walking. <laughs> I equate it to, uh, to fast walking, which, as you've already said, is not exercise. No, no, no. no. Walking is not exercise. Yeah. And, and running is essentially just fast walking. So that's also not exercise. Then. You could say picking something up from the floor is just slow Olympic weightlifting. Which I do all the time. <sighs> that's how I get around. When my wife says to me, you don't get enough exercise, I was like, I pick up my laptop every single day. Like an Atlas stone. <laughs> just awkwardly <laughs> grabbing round it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was It was one of the most horrible experiences I've ever been through. I got no joy from it. The three people I ran it, the four, well, three people I ran it with also got no joy from it. One of them did. She's run, she's run like uh, three marathons now. Oh, so she's an idiot. That's her thing. Yeah. She likes running. We don't like running. We did it to make fun of our friend. And maybe that's not the best place to come from. Uh, it was, it was so awful. I don't know if I've told you this yet, <clears throat> but th- we're, we're all in our thirties. Mm. All four of us cried oh, while running. While running, yeah. Not the not the feeling when you finish, and because like we was we were told going down on the train, some guy was just like, "You're doing the Brighton Marathon." And we're like, "Yeah." And he went, "Is it your first time?" And we went, "Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah." And he went, "Just be prepared when you finish, you'll cry." <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, "Oh, I never even thought of that." Yeah. But uh, that I was talking to my lady partner, and she said, "Yeah, like she'd be there. My parents were down there. My girlfriend's parents were there. So everyone in support of Davis. Yeah, lo- loads of people support so Davis to, run to just after doing this mammoth, literally a marathon to cross the line, and you see people, you do, you do, you just start crying. Mm. It's one, maybe not everyone does, but I did. Yeah. What I wasn't prepared for was crying on the way round because it was so hard. Can you give me a dramatic? like reconstruction of, of what the crying was like because like I imagine like when I go outside and it's a very blustery day my eyes will stream but I don't think I'm crying mm. was this literally like sobbing tears okay so you've got the wrong way around there you had the physical manifestation of tears yeah but not the emotion I had the emotion but no tears <laughs> because I had sweated out all the water from my body the only thing that was going in me were jelly babies handed out by very kind kids who lined the roads yeah and goo energy packs which were also handed out 
email and gave me a very suspect tummy later on in the day. So yeah, it's it's awful. The first, like half a half marathon is enough. That was enjoyable. That was a fun part. I was on pace. I I did the the half marathon part of it. So the first half, maths, uh, in which is yeah the first third if you're Scott Steiner. I did that perfectly on time to where I wanted to be, which was like just over two hours. And I wanted to run a four, four and a four twenty, Rob Van Dam, <laughs> a four hour twenty marathon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I might have done if it wasn't for all the hills, which I didn't really take into account. None of us did. We all did about twenty minutes uh, less than we thought we'd do. <clears throat> but yeah, I got to mile fifteen, and it's this long stretch of road that just goes on forever. You look, you see a horizon point, and that's a long way away. And it's just people because it's like 18,000 people did this marathon and you just see people and then there's people coming the other way because you, you just come back on yourself after you've reached the end. And I was like, OK, so the end point of this bit is there by the traffic lights. I got to that point. There was another horizon. <laughs> people. That happened twice. And then I had to run that way back. And I threw up twice on this stretch of road. That was the first time I started walking and I legit was going to quit. I was I was honestly going to quit because I was crying, I'd vomited <laughs> twice, and I didn't want to run anymore. This sounds like the worst thing ever. I don't, I, I do not recommend it. You know, like you say, oh yeah, but when you finish the elation, no, no, I had to have my dad hold me, put his coat on me, because I lost so much body heat after finishing. And like, like yeah, my dad, my mum was just feeding me hot cross buns. <laughs> Which still had, you know, when you put the hot cross on. bun, yeah, one <laughs> then pretty much, you know, when you put a hot cross bun in a napkin, yeah. and you put it in your purse, maybe like my mum's done, uh-huh. and hot cross buns are sticky, and you take the napkin away, the napkin bits of the napkin. I was eating <laughs> napkin and hot cross bun, anything to to get the colour in my face again. Yeah, I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk for a day. My knees Is are just okay now. Is this why one of the photos, like, because your your uh, your girlfriend sent me some photos, and like there are people just sitting down. On the, was this on the course? No, no, no. In, like, so you got like almost like a it's you posing with your medals. Yeah. Oh, is that the one with uh yeah the the guys? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There was it was that so, yeah, it was awful. Um, one one of one of the, us who did the best time did amazingly. He uh he cried for twenty minutes <laughs> because I cried. And I stopped and I would walk a bit, but he kept on pushing and he cried for 20 minutes. And he's a rock climber. Like he's like a very good rock climber and he's never cried rock climbing. Mm. It's, it's, if running's your thing, maybe you'll enjoy it, but I don't think you will. I can't, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's horrible. I mean, I can completely (laughs) empathize. I did a Tough Mudder last year, which is uh, 10 miles of... Uh, assault, basically a massive assault course with mm. like ice water and climbing, uh, climbing up things. It's and, like Funhouse. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's dreadful. And I what run at one point running up a hill. Both my groins, both my groins, both sides <laughs> of my both, brag. They don't <laughs> call him Randy Andy for nothing. <laughs> both sides of my groin had gone. Running up the hill, I just started crying. Yeah, I, I, I it was in just so much pain, and I was like, I've I've only done like two thirds of this, and I want to go home and mm. after I finished I couldn't walk my like my dad was there he put his coat around me basically had to carry me drove me home because I couldn't drive because my legs hurt so much what um, did you do with your car 
He was just he, abandoned them. No, no, no. no. He, he, <laughs> oh, he it was, was, it was your yeah, car. He was in Chile, right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no. It, but I completely appreciate the crying because you, you just can't help it. You just feel helpless. Yeah. And you're just like, what? I just. Why am was, I doing this? I had run so far, mm. and I'd just gone over halfway. Oh, the, I just. I, <laughs> the only reason I finished was because it was a charity, and I thought I can't not do it. Mm. No, I, I know how you guys feel. I went for a really long walk on on Saturday <laughs> and uh, no. I had to have a breakfast bar halfway around. Mm. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty tiring. Um, although, lovely walk. There was a point, though, while we were doing that walk that I, I turned to my wife and I was like, so we've walked, um, I think we'd walked seven miles at this point, something like that. And, uh, and I turned to my wife and I was like, so how far is this in relation to like how far Ollie's running? She was like, oh, I think this is like almost a quarter of what he's got to do. And I'm like, I oh, shouted that loud. Or well, f that! Like, why would anyone? Do, we've been walking for hours. Why would anyone yeah. run this? I've got no answer for you. <laughs> I just because yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's I, yeah. I'm not going to do it again. In fact, I, I'm probably going to pull out of the triathlon I'm in, in September. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the triathlon. <laughs> I just yeah, just I did not enjoy it. No, I just want to. I just want to read comics now. Yeah, that was that's what I went home and did afterwards. Well, send your Russell Talk get betters uh, mm. to Luke at WrestleTalk.com, where we're encouraging each other to get better and get fitter and healthier, and not try and scare people off from from doing such sort of exercise. Hey, I lost a lot of weight. Yeah. So and you got I mean, sunburn. I, I got sunburned and I wore a band around my. Have you noticed this, Andy? Yeah, you've got a big red <laughs> forehead. Yeah. I, well, I, not the... not in one part because I had a big sweat band, Bobby Lashley style, around my head. But of course, my hair doesn't cover all of my head, uh, so I got the. You look, the receding you look like bits. my dad. Basically, he has exactly the same thing. Receding when he wears. hairline yeah. bits. So yeah. those triangles got burnt. My nose got burnt. The back of my neck got burnt. Do you think people will notice on YouTube? I hope so. <laughs> I just want everyone to share the pain. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to dive into the show now, talking about what's next for AJ Styles since he's jumped across to Monday Night Raw. Here is the show. Superstar shakeup. We had the first episode last night. It was a show, it wasn't was, it? It was, yeah. It was the most non-newsworthy superstar shake-up possibly in the history of anything. People are on this show now. Yeah. And presumably other people are going to be on the other show. Yep. It didn't really feel like much of a change because that's the way it's been for the last three months anyway. And I think that because none of the names were particularly huge, and the majority of them were names that we all sort of expected. Mm. AJ Styles, the Usos, we all thought they were going across. The only one that really took me by surprise was Andrade. That was my favourite one. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just seeing him come out. I feel like he's had a soft reboot with Zelina Vega in the proper manager role rather than... They're a mixed tag team. Yeah. But we'll get onto that later. We'll, uh, we'll kick off with probably the biggest one which we all kind of predicted anyway. It was a move that was meant to happen this time last year. AJ even had red attire made for yeah. the night. But he, yeah, they, I think they just scrapped it last minute. It just changed AJ's, their minds. Yeah, AJ's going to stay on SmackDown. It's AJ Styles. He's and, on Raw now. And so just to fill me in, was Joe going to jump as well? <coughs> yeah, so the Samoa Joe was meant to appear on Raw to continue the feud with Braun Strowman that was started last week on SmackDown. I don't know if that meant he was going to be drafted to Raw or if he was just going to show up there and then they both move across to SmackDown tonight. Okay. But he was ill. Smojo's got the flu, so he couldn't do it. And they they made him squash EC3 instead. Hey, man, maybe it'll, it'll work out for EC3. Maybe he got the rub. 
yeah. being in the ring with him. Uh, but yeah, but the main event of this show was Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and a mystery partner who was announced as being someone from SmackDown Live. I thought we were finally getting vacant. Well, it was about time, really. Yeah. Versus Baron Corbin's mid-card of evil. It's like the Shield reunion. It was it was bound to happen at some point. We have one last run of it before the superstar shake-up, in theory, because one of them's got to go to SmackDown, right? And let's just keep putting these three lads together. No, no, no. Wherever Corbin goes, the vortex will follow. Yeah. And someone else will be sucked in. <sighs> Honestly, I went... Because this match was announced very close to the start of the show. Like, you know, stick around for our main event. We've got Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, a mystery partner on the... And it, it won't be the bar or someone like that because it's it's the proper superstar shakeup. And I was like, oh, this that's, that's big time. Who are they against? Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. And just that match graphic... In April 2019, yep. this this is a faction that has been randomly coexisting since November when yep. they were when they were going against Braun Strowman, and really that faction I would uh, to me predates all the way to the Dogs of War. Oh yeah 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 absolutely because maybe it's not even Baron Corbin's mid card of evil. It's Drew McIntyre. It's Drew McIntyre's. He's the one constant. It's Drew McIntyre's bunch of lads. Like he had a bu- he had the bunch of lads with the dogs of war, and then he got rid of two of those lads and just replaced them with two other lads. Mm. Drew McIntyre's bunch of lads. Um, yeah. yeah, and it was it was a bit of a a bit of a disappointment to see that match graphic come up, but also one that was unsurprising. <coughs> yeah, well, unlike last week, which I was I was very down on, and I think rightly so, where they they teased well they they didn't even tease they flat out announced this is our big match. WWE champion versus Universal champion Seth Rollins versus Kofi Kingston winner takes all that like that was a carny trick and but when they announced this match at the start of the show I was like well at least I know what I'm getting at least I know where my expectations can set mm-hmm. and I'll focus on the mystery partner this was very much a house show packaged with surprises yeah so there was very little in the way of storyline build or feuds beginning i know you can sort of argue that maybe lars is gonna feud with ray becky lacy becky lacy but that was set up last week i guess but i I, nothing really felt like this was the start of anything but i mean like lars could turn up on smackdown tomorrow night yeah he's not officially signed to raw I don't yeah, think. he wasn't. I mean, who knows what the official draft list was. Well, they say that we'll know, like, when SmackDown ends tonight, that's when we will know officially where everyone is. So there is every chance. Are you looking for the list of people who've jumped? I've got them written down. If have you? Help. What, yeah. the, the WWE.com one? Oh, no, I just wrote down as we were going across. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't go by that because... Why? Well, the, the, so there was all the people who appeared. Yeah. So do you count Shane McMahon in that? Shane McMahon opened the show. No, but he is like an omnipresence now because they don't have general managers anymore. (laughs) Omnishambles. So I think that... Omnishanals. I think he's just jumped to Raw or he's going to be on Raw more because he's still feuding with The Miz and The Miz is now on Raw. (coughs) Yeah, because WWE.com lists The Miz as being on Raw. Yeah. They also do Ricochet and Alistair Black. Although the commentary team played up that that wasn't final, they weren't on the graphic midway through the show. Neither were... The Viking Experience. Um, yeah, uh, I, I thought Black and Ricochet were up in the air. I put question marks next to them. Ricochet most 
most usually is up in the air. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I wasn't sure on that one. Um, but I've got uh, The Miz, Andrade Vega, uh, Cedric Alexander, The Usos, Naomi, Rey Mysterio, Eric Young, No Sanity, Viking Experience, AJ Styles, Lacey Evans, and Rick Shane, Alistair Black with question marks. I've got EC3 here on their list. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess him being on that show does mean that he's now a raw guy. But, I mean, it might not do. It might He might show up on SmackDown tonight. No one knows. WWE <laughs> don't know. We don't know. In fairness, in fairness to WWE.com, it is run by a different team to the creative. Yeah, why would you have everyone talking across stuff? No. Anyway, AJ Styles was unveiled as the mystery partner. That's the selling point. We can get past the mid-card of evil. As if to think, like, of all the S.H.I.E.L.D. farewell send-off tours you could do, this could have been the final night. Mm -hmm. And you could debut a heel, and they come across, and maybe they're the person who finally beats the S.H.I.E.L.D. But no, this is the farewell mid-card of evil night. Yeah. I um, I knew something was up on uh, Raw, or at least I knew that some people had their dander up about something when I went onto Twitter this morning and I had over 100 notifications, humble brag. Um, and it was 95% people talking about the Viking experience mm. and 5% people complaining about the mid-card of evil. Yeah. well, So I, apparently I, those are the two big stories of the show. I'm fine with the mid-card of evil. This, this to me, felt like the end. <laughs> I know we're just going to get some different permutation of it. But this was all about AJ Styles turning up. And he's got a new face, Luke. I thought he was cosplaying as Matt Jackson. So he's got, like, he's shaved. But he hasn't fully shaved his chin strap. No, and he's sort of got the Matt Jackson mutton chops. Yeah. I was I, I was, was mesmerised by it. Yeah. Because I was I well, not, like not mesmerised in the sense of, like, I am mesmerised by Elizabeth Olsen. I was mm. mesmerised in the sense of, what is this? Yeah. What is this facial hair? Where do I stand on it? <laughs> it's, it's almost uncanny valley territory. Where I can, <laughs> yeah. What's different about your head? Yeah, there is. There, you have made a change. Mm. I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Yeah, because he's, his beard was always quite light anyway. Mm. Not too dissimilar from face. Yeah, yeah. And now he's shaved off a bit of that. Yeah, so whatever. He's more of a baby face, I guess. And AJ eventually won. Uh, it was one of those matches where... Baffingly to me, they just beat up Roman Reigns for 90% of the match again. That's his role, is to, to get the heat and then people make comebacks. Or he makes comebacks. Yeah, well, I, I think that's the wrong use of him since coming back from his leukemia oh, diagnosis. Oh, agreed. Yeah, you should really, he should be the guy that people build to the tags towards. But if anything, Seth's a better seller as yeah. well. Like, Seth is a babyface in power. You don't it's want your universal effective. champion selling too much. You don't want the guy who's just come across selling too much. Mm, of course. And you've got to sell to get the heat. <coughs> anyway... Uh, it, it, it's a normal match didn't go quite long it was under 10 minutes but the final sequence I thought was really really fun yeah. uh, you had what was AJ so AJ um, I, I believe he <coughs> missed the uh, the clothesline Drew hit him with a claymore yeah um, that was that was really surprising usually when you get hit by a claymore you're you're out of the match yeah but I guess a minute later AJ was up to do the phenomenal forearm yeah he hit the claymore and then as uh, Bobby was getting the pin on AJ Seth jumped in and hit the curb stomp and then Roman hit the spear on Lashley and AJ hit the forearm and pinned him and the good guy stood tall at the mm. end yeah it was really good uh, yeah it was a fun ending it was just a it was just a house show night really like yeah. I said with with these surprises but yeah now AJ is on Raw like we speculated now, maybe we're going to get that Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles title feud. Maybe. And hopefully it doesn't disappoint us like the uh, Kevin Owens one did. Mm. Um, sort of like reliving this sort of like Ring of Honor versus TNA days that we thought that the Kevin Owens 
feud was going to give us yeah. and it just sort of gave us just botched finishes yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to see AJ on Raw I think that AJ needed it to be freshened up now that he is no longer WWE champion on SmackDown, he almost felt rudderless. Like mm. the, the Randy Orton feud going into Mania just felt like placeholder. It was just like, well, we've got nothing else for these two guys to do, so we'll just put them into a feud. And it was really good. Really I, good, I yeah. enjoyed... The match was great. The match was great. The build was really good. But I was never there going, oh, yes, AJ versus Randy. Yeah. But the... Uh, yeah, now we've... I know we said what's next for AJ Styles. I think it's quite clear. He's right in the main event. He's probably going to have a babyface versus babyface thing with with uh, with Rollins. Uh, there's no other club members there. I think Finn Balor. Balor's going to... Th- I think we'll see him on SmackDown tonight. Especially if Samoa Joe was meant to be on Raw with the US title. I think maybe um, the plan might uh, be uh, for Balor to move across with the IC belt. You, you certainly could make that argument as well with Andrade pinning him. Mm. Um because I, I think the way you could look at this is, well, who lost? Because that could be an indication of who's going across to to the other brand. Um, but then it almost felt like they were setting up Andrade to be a United State, uh, an intercontinental challenger to Finn Balor now that he's pinned the champion. So if Finn just goes away, then that win almost feels redundant because it's not... I know you're nodding your head. Um, and I suppose Ray's there, so we could just continue that... Uh, uh, directionless feud yeah. with, uh, with Andrade and yeah. Ray. Yeah, you can just have another year like last year, where he has a really good TV match every couple of months. Yeah, and then yeah, just kind of disappears for a bit. Sweet, yeah, too uh, sweet. But more like more interestingly, I think is where Roman Reigns goes from here. I think he he looks like an odd man out now. Yeah, he really does in this whole main event scene. So I surely Reigns to SmackDown, especially with Vince McMahon's announcement on the website that tonight on SmackDown is going to see the biggest. Name shake up ever. Do you think it's a trolling? I think it's Baron Corbin. I think he's (laughs) going to announce Baron Corbin. I think they're going to build this up in the show and it's going to be Baron Corbin because the crowd will boo that and that will be the heat. It's not going to be anyone good. Yeah. That could definitely Nia happen. <laughs> Nia Jax, like, maybe. So, Charlotte. <laughs> She's still on SmackDown. Yeah, it's yeah. the best acquisition we could possibly get. Um, but yeah, like, or it's Ronda Rousey. Or it's like, if it's going to be anyone big, it'll be like Rousey or something like that. And it'll be like I think a, Reigns. I, I, I mean, to be honest, I'm, I've tempered so much of my expectations now. Like when we were chatting with um, Housemate Simon um, in the office earlier, he was like, oh, maybe it'll be the Undisputed Era. And I'm like, mate, if it's the Undisputed Era and they had planned to bring them up, they should have just done it last week. Mm. Because now it will feel very hollow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to ever think about an Undisputed Era call up again after last week. In the week. same way, I'm not going to get my hopes up about Vince McMahon, known heel Vince McMahon, who has done nothing but troll us since announcing that the power is now in our hands to come out on SmackDown and make a genuinely big announcement. Hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, let's do some Patreon shout-outs. Uh, I'm going to kick things off. All three of us are going to be doing this and clapping along. If you want to get your name shouted out in the Wrestle Ramble, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome Pledge Hammers on Patreon at the $25 and above level. You get a whole host of bonus goodies, as well as things like this. Your name in the credits. James Preston City Wrestling. Whoa! Whoa! Yes, James. Oh, I thought you were going next. Oh, no. Are we not going yes. that way? I mean, I'll go, I'll go. Yeah, last time it was Let's you. have a drink, Christopher Travis Merriman. Oh, he's merry. Yeah. He is merry. The Beast, Brock Taylor. Oh, beast. Don't get slayed now. Yeah. Supernova, Steve Harris. Oh, <laughs> like Noam Dar. Uh, Jerry was a race car driver, Spicher. It's a Primus joke. Jerry was Sorry, a race man. car driver. I hope you know Primus. Charlie, drink it in, Z-man. Z-man. Drink it in, the Z-man. Z-man. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yes, lovely stuff. What you talking about, Jerry Willis? Whoa. Yes, yes. Old references. King George Phillips. Oh, what a nice chap he is, too. Hopefully see you at the Prince Charles once again. The perfect storm, Noah Trombley. Oh, yes, yeah. it's stormy. There can only be one. Ah, oh, legend. Yes, yes. Highlander. Oh, why do I always get this one? Robert Spencer. Period. Yes. Did I do it right this time. That was good. Monty yeah. Brown. Uh, Michael Sands of Time. Like a Whoa. Prince of Persia. Yes, yes Prince of Persia. Uh, Bull Lift Club leader, Johnny Motta. Woo! Yeah. Good stuff. John Secret Santos. Oh, secrets. In a name I think was probably done around Christmas time. <laughs> Big Apple Takedown, Lindsay Monroe. Yeah! yeah. Big Apple Takedown. The best book of all time. Uh, butter Me Up, Soren Nord. Well, Spell me up. Butter me up, baby, just to let me know. The Zodiac. Zachary Marsh. Oh, scary, Ooh. scary stuff. Never catch him. And last but not least, Robin Banks, Lee Roberts. Yes, Whoa, thank lovely you very stuff. much, everybody. Um, <laughs> Undisputed Era says Sir Ember to be called up as the time of no doubt. 
Oh, as in like a, as a parody yeah. of... In fact, I've actually told everyone that you love the Viking Experience name just to try and... <laughs> because you weren't... You, you no, were... okay. Well, well let's, let's just address this like now. The reason why Andy is saying that I loved the name is because Andy came in with the most like... And I've just seen so many like huge overreactions to this name. Andy called for a boycott of WWE because they whoa, changed whoa, whoa. their name. No, Andy, I called Andy, a... say, tell, <laughs> me, tell me I'm not lying. You said I called for a boycott of boycott the name. This. I should, call, no. And then how are you going to boycott the name, Andy? Unless By you just boycott calling the show. in War Raiders. It's like, to, to, to be fair, Andy did say that everyone should boycott it. Yes. But I don't know what you meant by it. <laughs> I meant the War Raiders. It's like when... How would you boycott people saying their name? You mean if everyone just I would referred to them as War Machine? Yeah, I'm old school. <laughs> No, I didn't it, even like War Raiders. Imagine how angry I am. I, was, I, did say, I did say on Twitter today, War Raiders was a dumber name than War Machine, yeah. but we got used to it. Hmm. But it was like when the Newcastle United owners renamed St. James's Park the Sports Direct Arena. Absolutely no one called it that. And then they just gave up in the end. So I think that could happen with this. That's a reference more in my wheelhouse with, yeah. with the sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah 1998, 1999 football yeah. knowledge. Right, uh, Josh on a poll. Paulson says, "Jim Franco uh, Zola, who's <laughs> is who's, another person who played football in that time? Who's ready for the Wrestle Talk experience?" Says Josh Paulson. Uh, what, what about the Wrestle Talk experience? Are we ready for the Wrestle Talk experience? Well, I'll see what I'm ready for. The Wrestle Talk live experience. May 7th at the Prince Charles Cinema with our screening of Ready to Rumble with a live podcast record afterwards. Tickets are available now. Mm. I'm having more of this. We'll have plenty of these with fans yes. at the Prince Charles Absolutely. on May 7th. Yeah, stop, available now. stop making it look like you're about to stop talking, and then I switch to me, and then you start talking again, and I'd look like a rubbish. Anyway, uh, Omar... Because, we st- because we'll be drinking... You did it again! ...in the bar with fans before the event. We will do, yeah. Omar Diaz Can't says, Will WrestleTalk give Randy a huge push? What would a huge push be? Down a flight of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know there is a sexual philia for being pushed down the stairs called oh. climatophilia, which is you get pleasure from being pushed down the stairs. Wow. Did you know there is a, uh, I learned this from How To Wrestling via Brian Zane of Wrestling With Regret. There is a sexual fetishize, fetishization, it's easy for me to say, of jobbers. Of like, I've heard of Yeah, I've people being like jobbed out, like being squashed in before. rings and things like that. Oh, okay. What, like uh, people just yeah. choke so, like, Is that like, what EC3's into then? Oh, I mean, Maybe he's having the time of his life on Or people watching that and sort of getting ah. off on the idea of it. Like if you put so, like a very small man in the ring with Walter so he could just throw people around, um, you would get such, uh, sexual gratification from that. Each to their own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harry likes Louise own, yeah. Marie says, Bray's doll looks so much like Priscilla Kelly. Which is a bit mean. <laughs> it's a bit mean. <laughs> Poor old Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla Kelly being the former wife of John Travolta. Priscilla Kelly Those being the, the person who recently threw up on Joey Ryan's penis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they know nothing like each other. Yeah. I think it, it was meant to be more of a play on Annabelle. That's what I figured. Mm. Oh, the doll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not the bird. No, not the bird raptor. <laughs> not bird raptor. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I uh, my favourite thing I've seen from that doll is someone sent it to me today on Twitter, which just said "Page here, Page here." <laughs> um, Freeze Man suggests that the Viking experience are now guaranteed to become comedy jobbers. 
No. They got the win. They, got the they win. look pretty strong. They were, but... were pushed serious. They're mm. big dudes as well. Like, big dudes will get you far in WWE. Luke Gallows was a big dude. Yeah, but Anderson they, was a small dude. They had a and strong... And Anderson was holding him back. They had a strong debut. But also, they were part of a gimmick that was popular outside of uh, the company. So it was War Raiders. They're Vikings now. But they're now like proper Vikings now. They're not. Ju- they're not the War Raiders anymore. Why they're, have subtlety? They're yeah. the now. We're creating them. They're a new act now. Look, it's what Road Dog said on Twitter. In two months' time, more people will know them as the Viking Experience than anyone ever did as War Machine. Mm. As a joke. I don't think he was joking. No, 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 no. We know Viking Experience as a joke. When when WWE are undoubtedly going to say we were number. You know, we were trending on Twitter last night. Yeah, because people were making fun <laughs> of what you called the tag team we like. Yeah. It's not positive. Uh, Tomo, Tomo says, Tomo. Uh, with the Raw shake-up done, who do you think will be champions for Raw by next WrestleMania? Oh, by next WrestleMania? That's um, a long way away. That is, that's almost too long a way away. And bearing in mind that plans change like on a weekly basis. Yes, Ollie Davis? Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you're right. Brock Lesnar on Raw. You're absolutely right. It's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Probably SmackDown too. We have one more, please. Uh, Ro- Roman will be SmackDown champion. Yeah. Brock will be Raw. You can from Ruben yeah. Johnston, who says, who will be the SmackDown's biggest acquisition, I think, I think he's. I think he's joking. But I said I think it will be the gobbledygooker or the shockmaster. I'd assume he's joking as well. I've mm. seen more serious suggestions of people saying it's going to be uh, Bugenhagen. Um, I uh, to answer the other question, I'm going for um, uh, Baron Corbin will be WWE champion by Mania next year. The heat, Ollie. The heat. The heat he'll get as walking into WrestleMania as WWE champion. The most prestigious. Look at all that heat Jinder got when he had the belt, and Baron's got way more heat than Jinder had. Yeah, I'm going to go for Roman Reigns for, for tonight's big SmackDown move. I'm going for Baron Corbin. <coughs> uh, so Stephanie McMahon kicked off the actual episode. She's a heel now. Yeah, well, or is she? She kind of opened as a face and then she was like, here's my brother, Shane McMahon. Shane came out. They hugged. Shane did his best in the world. Period. Shtick. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got from Stephanie here... That she's a face, but she still loves her brother. Oh, I so just she's thought... a tweener. No, but then she started making fun of Cat Angle. Uh, like, because the crowd started chanting, you suck. And she was like, guys, Cat Angle lost. Get over it. That's a good point. The crowd were really hot yeah. throughout the entire show, apart from a Zack Ryder hot tag. <laughs> but they were really hot. The great um, crowd. Yeah. I thought they, they died off a little bit. But it's a three-hour show. In, I, in general, say, I, I don't blame them. Yeah, in, in the grand scheme of things, Montreal were fantastic. I, I much preferred them to the Mania, post-Mania crowd last week mm. because they were in it for the storylines and the wrestlers. Yeah, they would, they, you know, like they booed Sami Zayn when they decided, okay, he wants us to boo him. Yeah. Whereas last, they didn't chant, "We are awesome." Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, Shane was getting some heat by saying "best in the world" and things like that. Steph made fun of Kurt Angle, more cheap heat, and then Shane said he wanted to reflect on his favorite moments of this past year, which was essentially just him beating up Miz Dad. And it then- seemed like they stepped over each other's bits there. I felt like Stephanie was going to announce something. And then Shane was like, oh, but wait, there's this bit. So I think that that was probably intentional because mm. Shane's the egotistical okay, one. Okay. And uh, yeah, and then he, you know, boasts about beating up Miz Dad. And then Miz showed up from nowhere. 
He is, if I'm right here, he's switched every single time there's been a superstar shake-up. Well, there's the Miz theory, isn't there? Yeah. Wherever, wherever Miz goes is the better show. So in theory, Raw is going to be the better show mm. in 2019 <laughs> than SmackDown will be. Yeah, we'll see. It's a curious one. Mel- Meltzer brought this up. That Miz and Mrs. as directly after SmackDown, surely you'd want Miz on that show. Mm. But then the other argument is more people watch Raw. Yeah. So you'll get more promotion that it's way. It's on tomorrow night. Yeah. Like in terms of plugging Miz and Mrs. Yes, that works. Um, and yeah, so Miz is now part of Raw. As a few people have pointed out, surely that's a bit weird because Shane's on SmackDown. But I think that Shane is like, he's meant to be across both brands and they'll just forget that he was part of SmackDown now and he'll just be part of Raw. He's on this Shane. Yeah. And his authority figures don't exist. No, it's just but the McMahons. No, yeah, there's no point for him to be on SmackDown now. No. Uh and uh, so, so Miz starts beating them up. He has a little fiery exchange. He's got a chair. They brawl into the crowd. Somewhere in here, Shane clocks Miz over the top of the head. Miz is bleeding a gusher. It's funny as well, because when you watch the replays, he it takes him a long time to start bleeding. Yeah. And, it, and I was like, I was trying to work out where he bled from. But yeah, it must have just been from a Shane potato. Mm. Or that Shane's selling is so bad. Somehow make like bust people open as well. Shane is a dangerous worker. Like we we're gonna say that you know Lacey Evans really <laughs> terribly landed a moonsault. It's only right that we say the same thing about the guys. Shane McMahon isn't a good wrestler. Miz is at least safe. Like he's not a very good wrestler King in of the soft ring style. or on the level of a lot of the other guys. But at least he's safe. The guys pretty much never been injured. Yep, exactly. He boasts about it, in yeah. fact. That's why he was <coughs> taken out of the main event, well, the, the final match of Best in the World. But it's, um, I, I thought this was fine. Um, it's nice to see this feud continuing. And actually, it continuing on a different show almost feels like it's freshened it up mm, a little bit. Mm. It's funny how that works, really. But uh, yeah, I, was, I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I do hope... Uh, yeah. I, it, it, this segment left me more confused about how the superstar shakeup works than anything. I know they've got done away with authority figures, but as a format... I felt like this, even last year, where they just had people randomly turn up, this year felt just empty. Yeah. Remember, like, the first year when they had the 2016 brand split and they had a proper draft and you go here, you go there, there were orders that some people based entire characters on the order they were picked in, like Carmella. She was picked last. Heath Slater got a really funny run out of it. Yeah. I just When you've got something so obviously there to use as fuel... Why would you not do it? I was also looking at this from the perspective of like, who do I not get to talk about for the next year? Now I'm just mm, re- now I'm reviewing SmackDown. I about that. And so you get to review Shane segments from now on. Oh no! <laughs> uh, sorry, Andy's had his hand up for a while. Uh, we're getting lots of messages from people saying that Miz hit himself in the head with his chair, which is why he started bleeding. I thought it, yeah, because he got into the uh. ring, and that's when he started bleeding. And I was that's why I thought he started bleeding late from a Shane potato. But as he, he hit himself in the head, well, it's pretty silly, isn't it? And, we were, and that's funny as well, because we were just saying how safe he was. Such a safe worker. Such a safe hey, worker. He's never injured style. anyone else. Just himself. Yeah. He took one for Shane. <laughs> he probably saw that Shane was going to somehow injure himself. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, after that, we got everyone's favourite segment, the most talked about. Oh, I thought... Okay, so I wanted to... Before we get into oh, that, yeah. I thought it was interesting to note that there were a lot of WrestleMania recaps on this show. And my theory on this, and obviously I've got nothing to base this on, but my theory is they had such a low number last week that they thought 
it'll be a higher number this week, so we better plug everything <coughs> that happened at WrestleMania again, just in case people don't know what the storylines are or who won championships, mm. and it might make people go and buy the network to watch the replay. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. The, the were, there were a lot. You yeah, are just, right. it, just, it just really sort of struck me as odd. They were still doing WrestleMania recaps. I guess there was no real storyline development last week, so there's nothing really you could recap. They recapped a lot of stuff on this show later in the show. But, mm. yeah. uh, but then we had Ricochet and Alistair Black come out, where the commentary team were like, oh my God, that means they're on Raw now. Oh, isn't that so great? And then by the end of this segment, they're going, so are they on Raw now? Can I tell you what bugged me worse than that? The name straps. No, 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 no. There was they had raw name straps yeah. rather than NXT ones. Well, that was uh, that didn't bother me in the slightest because okay. I, I figured they were on raw until Michael Cole started like. I've, and now Ricochet has a gun sound effect in his entrance. It literally goes and then his music starts because it's the sound effects that will get him over. Um, it's that Michael Cole was so surprised that Ricochet and Alistair Black were on this show. They're like, oh my God, Ricochet and Alistair Black are on Raw now. Mm-hmm. And it, and then said, and they're teaming with Hawkins and Ryder. It's like, oh, so you have a run sheet in front of you then. You know who they're tagging with. You knew they were going to be there. It could have just been vacant. Just question marks. <coughs> question marks and then Kurt and Zach's names. Hey, he didn't know it was that match. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Um, uh, that was what bugged me. But yeah, by the end of this, we don't know if Ricochet or Alistair Black. I'm hoping one of them gets drafted to SmackDown and we can end this team. Yeah, I was really hoping that when Ricochet came out, I was doing the math. So I was like, could, could is it a six-man? What did they say? And then <laughs> happened and Alistair Black came out. Uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, if you've forgotten, are the Raw Tag Team Champions. Which I did. I forgot that too. Yeah. Um, I also the- forgot the, the Usos aren't the SmackDown Tag Champs when they came over. Mm. I was like, huh, what's this going to do for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships? Um, but they were all teaming against the Revival. Nothing new there. And current NXT Tag Team Champions, the Viking Experience. Yeah. Um, and they're now called Eric and... Ivar. Ivar? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I wrote down Ibor at one point because I wasn't sure. They just kept saying, like, they were so flippant in saying their names. I didn't know I could pick up was Eric because mm. I thought, man, there is someone now. There is a wrestler on the main roster who is called Eric. Like, we've been taking the piss out. They're going to just start calling him John. Well, Ro, <laughs> it's weird that Ro, Eric Rowan, Ro, Rowan, Ro, Eric, it's been changed. And, like, as. El Fakedor pointed out, it's like, well, you know, Eric, the, you know, he was he was a very famous Viking and, and things like that. But it's, there's someone on the main roster now who was just called Eric. Eric, he works in sales. <laughs> like, there is, uh, Eric no, is... <laughs> Eric is the guy who, who checks the safety equipment before you do the Viking experience. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Names, and it's like, hi, my name is Eric. Mm. Eric is not a threatening name. And it reminds me of when I went to watch WrestleMania 30 with my wife. It was a WrestleMania. I can't remember which one it was now. But my wife was, uh, I was driving in a car with her, and she said, who's on the card? And I said, Austin Aries is having a match with Neville. And she paused, and she said, Neville? And I was like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's only until you say it out loud to a non-wrestling fan when you realize, God, Neville's a really dumb name for a wrestler. That is a bad, bad name. Because Neville, Neville works in accounting. Yeah, it's, a ba- it's, it's bad singular names. It's a bad team name with the Viking experience. Andy, when he came into the office, said it's the worst name change WWE have ever done. He called for a boycott of WWE. I, 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 again, 
take you back to 2007 to 2010. Yep. Those yes. are the worst yes. names. Michael McGillicuddy is so much worse than the Viking experience. Was it Pat... Uh, what was the P guy? Patrick... Um, oh, what, EC3's original name? No, well, Patrick Bateman was bad. No, it was Derek Bateman. Derek Bateman was his name. Um, I, I can't. Bateman I can't remember. Bateman. There were so, so there, many. There was a wrestler, terrible name. There was a wrestler around that time called Lucky Cannon. <laughs> Lucky Cannon. Lucky Cannon is a way worse name than the Viking Experience. Yeah. Look, we're not saying the Viking Experience is good. No. But it is in no <laughs> way. There are several levels of hell worse than this. Yeah. That's so. A, yeah. And, it is a name that it's no good. Like it is a bad name. Don't get me wrong. It is. It's no good. It's nowhere near as cool as War Raiders or War Machine. But at the same time, this clearly is a company that does not want to have. Or you know, I say it's a company. It is a guy in charge who doesn't want to have a team on his roster with War in their name, and so he had them change it. What I want to know is when the decision was made to call them up, because at NXT Takeover New York, I did not get the impression that there'd be the next call-ups to WWE's main roster. I would wager late in the day. Yeah. That, because funny enough, Fakador and I were joking about this in yesterday's bonus ramble that we did, where we were like, can you imagine how difficult it was for Triple H to try and plan two weeks' worth of NXT TV tapings? And in the back of his mind, going, like, I could lose these people. Because mm. now we're in a situation where the Viking experience are on the main roster as the NXT Tag Team Champions as heels... And yet the War Raiders are defending those same tag team titles as the War Raiders as babyfaces. Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like they had they wanted two teams to come out of NXT in that weird wave of call-ups a couple of months ago. But uh, not Alistair Black. Tommaso Ciampa got injured, very unfortunately. So Johnny Gargano is now the champion. They're, that's that's on hold. So Vince is probably like, well, we need somebody to replace the people, the problem that we created. Who's the next best tag team? They're yeah. the tag champs. I, yeah. I get the impression that's what's happened. So as much as I don't like the name The Viking Experience, and it is bad, because it does sound like a Disney theme park attraction. <coughs> not, a, not a ride, just mm. like, a, like a stage show. Yeah. Ready to come back for 3.30, The Viking Experience will start then. Um, it's the fact that they came out as heels without the tag titles. And they mm. kept saying, like, they're the NXT tag team champions. I'm like, well, why haven't they got their belts then? Yeah. Their titles, rather. It was it was all around bad. However, when the wrestling started, they're very impressive. They're excellent. They yeah. will get over the bad name. And this was a fun match. Uh, but weirdly, I, I alluded it to it earlier. Zack Ryder tags in. And the crowd are hot. Zack Ryder makes the hot tag cricket. <laughs> I watched this back to make sure I didn't like miss someone cough or something. There is no sound in the arena when he's, you know, clothesline, bump and feed, clothesline, bump and feed. It was eerie. Yeah. But then they started doing all the moves on the outside. Ricochet had a botch. And uh, it was the Viking experience that got the win with the... Fallout. Uh, Ivor. The Ivor yeah. splash. Uh, Ivor, Ibar is what I've written in my notes. I was trying to work out what their names are. I bored. Yeah. I bored. It is, um, it's no good. It's yeah. not a good name. Um, but, but at least it's... they won. Yeah. My, my I, So maybe the revival go to SmackDown tonight. I was kind of hoping for the war, war, war chance. Well, they were still doing it, oddly. Because like, yeah. it's weird. They were still doing their like <laughs> War Raiders gimmick. Experience. It's <laughs> promoting experiences now. And um, yeah, it was it was weird. And it's it's not a change I'm massively on board with. You know what would be worse? What's that? Viking Entertainment. 
They, oh, just, yeah. they just want to have fun. Yeah, they just want to have fun. It's just two Vikings who want to have fun. But I did think halfway through the show, when the Usos jumped across, I was like, this is a stacked raw like tag roster now, mm. finally. But um, yeah, I'd imagine some of this will probably move across to SmackDown. I'm hoping one of them is the Revival. I think the Revival will have a nice home on SmackDown Live. Yeah, definitely. We got a video package after that saying, hey, Cedric Alexander is going to come from 205 Live to Raw now. Which is, I mean, it's not Buddy Murphy like we wanted. He's going to SmackDown. Yeah, potentially. But yeah, they, they, they sort of put over how Mustafa Ali did something similar back in, in December. Ali. Ali. My apologies. Prince Ali. And, and yeah, I was like, yeah, that's a really good move. We love Cedric Alexander. We've always, he's always been one of our guys that we fantasy book stuff around. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very exciting to see him yeah. hopefully get into the mid-card mix and not fall into the, the undercard. Yeah, Titus I'm, I'm hoping spot. he doesn't get No Way jose <coughs> very yeah. quickly. Um, after that, we had my favourite draft, which was Finn Balor comes out. He's going to have a match. And out comes Andrade. Well, not only is it Andrade with Zelina Vega, this was, and I cannot wait for this storyline to never go anywhere, a special opponent handpicked by the McMahons. Oh, was that what they said to introduce him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I is. can't wait for that to go nowhere. That's not being touched. That's no, no. Next week, yeah. that will never be mentioned. Like when Lacey Evans later says, oh, and they, they said that I'm going to, I can't yeah. do the accent. No. Uh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to get not? the, uh, I'm going to get the match courtesy of the McMahons. Yeah, that's not, that's not going to nope, go anywhere. No, no, no. In the same way that we never found out why Vince put Charlotte into that match. Or Kevin Owens. Yep. Just, it just happened. Or why he didn't, well, I guess we sort of knew why he didn't like Kofi Kingston. Mm. Racism. Racism. No. Uh, because he didn't see him as an A-plus player. Uh, so Andrade came out and Zelina Vega here. I was back to the great Zelina Vega back in the day where she just plays her heel manager role perfectly. Yeah. Where she's always in the right position. She She's so good. Well, it's her and Andrade where they can structure a match that doesn't make Andrade look weak even though he's cheating. And it still protects the person when he beats them. Yeah. I th- I th- I'm, I'm amazed by it. I think that's such a good act. I was so glad to see them come together uh, as a duo rather mm. than get split up. Really, really happy about that. Um, not a great reaction for him coming out, though. Was, I mean, it was basically no reaction. But then again, when you don't do in something with no one for a year, then you're bound to get no reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a smart crowd as well in Montreal, so yeah. that's a shame. But they got heat by speaking Spanish, so that was good. Yeah, that we, we never really saw Andrade cut any promos on SmackDown. So this was a nice, welcome bit of intensity. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the only thing I would change, I thought they had a really good match. I would have liked Andrade to win the IC title. He won the match, but if this was for the championship, yeah. huge start. And then that frees Balor to go to SmackDown tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. No, I completely agree with you. Then we got Elias coming out to recap all the John Cena and Undertaker interruptions, and he gets he gets some pretty good heat. It, it was it was teetering on Seattle level heat. Yeah, it was it's just like your local sports team stuff. It's I, I think he might be going to SmackDown as well. Mm, I can certainly see that. Um, Renee put over poutine because they were in Canada, uh, and I agree with her. Poutine is excellent. What is poutine? It's it sounds and, like a naughty. It's chips and gravy. And cheese yeah. curds. Nice. It's great. Uh, and then Rey Mysterio came out to interrupt him, so he still hasn't had to, uh, time to do his musical performance. Although he got so much time at WrestleMania. <laughs> but he got enough time. Uh, but then Rey Mysterio sent Elias packing. Out comes Lars Sullivan. We said last week, but who's left on the Attitude Era? The, the, we the forgot of Ray. We forgot Ray. Yeah. 
So it's Ray. And I, I forgot think that, about Ray. That is a fantastic first feud for Sullivan. I think it's great, yeah. Because Ray big is man, a, small man thing. Ray can get that over mm. so, so well. He like one of Ray's greatest strengths is that he's so good against taller guys mm. and, and like making those matches work. In the same way that I think like Walter's greatest strength is that he knows how to wrestle a big man match. But and still look vulnerable while looking strong at the same time. And I'm hoping that Ray can kind of get a lot of that into Lars Sullivan as well. Yeah, and Ray can lose this first program, and he's fine. Loses nothing. But it does a lot for Lars, so it's a really good mix there. Um, that He'll probably just I turn mean, up as Baron Corbin's sidekick on tomorrow. On I mean, I, I thought it would it was perfect, like, in this, because <coughs> Ray was constantly countering what Lars was doing mm. until Lars eventually overpowered him. And yeah, I thought it, was, it made Lars, like, it had that slight edge of vulnerability about him, but he still came out on top in the end. I thought it was a really well-done segment. It was the most anyone's gotten in on Lars so far. Yeah. But, like you said, Lars hit the freak accident in the end, and then I was like, no, no flying headbutt, no flying headbutt. And he hit this... It was a pretty cool-looking running powerbomb. Yeah. It, it was a bit weird, but, you know, hey. it's much better than the flying headbutt. Completely agree. Mm. Also, I had a thought as well about, um, you said Drew jumping over to SmackDown. He can start a new f- uh, new group with the bar. That could be the new group of lads. Drew's, oh, no. <laughs> Drew's group of lads. He just teamed with Rusev. the bar again. Yeah, or Rusev and, and Nakamura was going to be my uh, second choice. Yeah, there you go. Drew's well, next group of lads. At least he might be in charge. Oh, no, the, the shame must be the yeah. one doing all the talking. What are you talking about? Uh, after that, we got Bobby Roode and Chad Gable in the ring in their glorious gowns. They started to cut a promo. They said, who will be able... <laughs> like, we can beat anyone. I can't wait for this to be a surprise. Mm. And the production team accidentally fire the, a name bar graphic that just reads, The Usos! Yeah. Like, I wonder who's coming out to answer them. <laughs> it was... I was so, this made me laugh so much this morning. Yeah, I had a good laugh at this. A good, <laughs> good chuckle of it. I, I could feel people yelling. I couldn't hear it. Yeah. But like, it, it didn't fire off as quickly. It didn't fire off as smoothly as other graphics do. They hold up for a bit longer. But it must have gone up. And as it was going up, someone in the in the track would be, no! <laughs> and he hits it and it goes down horribly. Yeah. yeah this was that was fun. But yeah, then the Usos came out. It was a shock. Mm. Um, and they had a match. Um, Very quick. I genuinely forgot they lost the titles. And the Usos won with the double splash. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... I mean, the Usos, this is great. Yeah. Because there's so many different feuds. They've been on SmackDown forever. Uh, they're great promos. Roman's probably going to go to SmackDown now. Uh, so they can't team up as a family unit again. And I'm just thinking as well, you've got a, you've got a SmackDown. You've got a Raw tag team division that's got... The Viking experience and the Usos. That's a match I want to see. Mm. Particularly as well because you like you can do that because Viking experience are currently heels, apparently on the main roster. So you can have the Usos as the baby faces going against them. And I think that would be an excellent match. I think the Viking experience won't wrestle the style we're used to. They're the- big guys. They've got a uh, you got to lock in the headlock. And working his heels as well, yeah. so you've got to get that headlock heat. Can't do cartwheels and stuff, mate. He did the, he did the cartwheel in the, their opening match, though. Yeah, it's a but debut. it's a house show, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, but maybe Gable and... I mean, we're going to say this for every person who loses. Maybe Gable and Rude to SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, which would be a good move. A moment of bliss is still It's a thing. back, mate. <laughs> Never, it back. hasn't left long enough. For and us to say it's back. Don't Alexa, call it a comeback. And Alexa Bliss is a baby face this week. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, she was so bad in this. This is an awkward one because this segment was very good, but it's all Sammy. It's all Sammy because the moment of bliss format, Alexa Bliss in this weird robotic talk show mode, 
There was a bit where, like, Sammy said, I didn't really want to do the show tonight to Alexa. And Alexa, there's a pause, and Alexa goes, how rude. And it was just the worst line delivery outside of Dasha Fuentes. I've heard for, for the She's whole of 2019. My mind just jumped. My mind too jumped. Soon. Outside. Name the other one. Well, I like Charlie. Yeah. Sarah Schreiber. Sarah Schreiber. Not Renee Young. Yeah. Not Renee Young. Because even Kayla Braxton's got something. Yeah, Kayla's. I like Kayla. Oh, what are you doing here, girl? <laughs> Paige, I'm so surprised. Oh my to see god! You. Oh my god! What are you doing here? The Usos. I never <laughs> saw that coming. Uh, so uh, yeah, Sami Zayn comes out for this Alexa Bliss moment of bliss segment, and of course he's massively over. Oh, this was so much fun. It was like Sami Zayn had come home to NXT mm. and that full sail crowd just wanted to sing his song. And I was getting all these flashbacks of how this happened every single time he made an entrance. Every single time Sami Zayn went anywhere on the NXT brand, he was getting this reaction everywhere. It's a bloody shame that the main roster just drove the fans to not care about anything that he did. Yeah. But he, uh, he, he milked it. He, he sort of sat down and stood back up and his music would start again three times. Yeah. And the whole crowd again, oh, great entrance music. Then he got an LA chant yeah, going. Yeah, started the LA chant. It was and great. And the crowd was so into him and then he twists it. This is very similar to what he did last week. And we weren't fans of it because it was the wrong audience to do it in front of. I would have said the same about this crowd. I would have said, well, don't do it in front of them. Because they, you know, they they want to cheer Sammy regardless. For whatever reason, it worked here, and the crowd started booing Sammy. Uh, and yeah, they they waved him off when he said that he was going to leave now. Yeah, this this was a great segment. Yeah, it is a segment that on paper I would have said, God, that's lazy writing, because mm. it's so. I'm going to say positive things. And now I'm going to say a negative thing about you, like after the pause with the smug. And I was like, this is this is just such like lazy, predictable heel writing. But it worked. So mm. you can't criticize it. It worked like a charm. And I think it's it's all down to Sammy. Yeah, like, Sammy's if, if, great at it. If anyone else was in there, bar Kevin Owens, maybe like th this is a very hard thing to make work in front of that crowd. Uh, after that, we got Bailey backstage. She doesn't have a partner with her tonight. Let's not talk too much about that. Hey, Corey Graves said that she lost her ball and cried on the way home. Mm. And um, Renee said that Sasha had, had some, quote, interesting moves on social media. Mm. 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 Don't know where she is like. Yeah, I don't, don't know what's up there. Uh, PW Insider said that she wasn't backstage, but... um. I can't imagine. Yeah, well, she yeah. was. Otherwise, she would have been in the match. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Bailey comes out to take on the Iconics. Uh, that that's not a trade. No, they're floating they're, champions. They're floating champions. In the same way that Becky is a floating champion. Mm. But Becky has two belts. But the Iconics also have two belts. But that was always the gimmick. Well, that was the, the supposed to be the gimmick. I know. I guess. Uh, and Bailey's surprise partner is drumroll. Naomi. Yeah. And they they beat the Iconics pretty handily in about two minutes. Someone else you can not comment on because she'll barely be on TV. Mm. Or she'll be... No, I mean, let's hope. Let's not hope, actually, because that's a terrible thing to say. Let's not hope that her SmackDown cursor being announced for matches and then those matches never taking place does not follow her to Raw. Yeah. Maybe with the third hour, she won't have any of her matches card subject to change. Maybe. 
We can I hope. hope. I, I just it's it's nice that they kept Naomi and the Usos together. Yeah. Same with uh, Vega and Alistair Black. Unless he goes to SmackDown. Unless he, well, I think they'll keep him on. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people have pointed out though, Andrade and Charlotte, who are of course dating. Mm. Now they're on separate touring groups. It's very true. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make my bold prediction. I think Ember Moon is going to be on SmackDown tonight, and she's going to be one of the drafts. Mm. Oh, I hope so, and I hope they properly double down on her. Yeah. Uh, Bird Raptor. Bird Raptor promo. Yeah. We've seen it before. I think it was slightly shorter. I thought it was just the same one. Okay, then. Uh, and more and more importantly, EC3 <coughs> came out to z- negative reaction. He had a microphone. <laughs> like he was going to speak. Maybe he did something while the Bird Raptor promo mm. was playing to the live crowd to try and, I don't know, generate some heat. But Braun Strowman entered instead and beat him up and then slammed him into the LCD screen. Those things are expensive. And it kind of came off a bit. And then he chokeslammed him through the stage, which is, like, you need to prepare that. That was a gimmick stage. But this was a late change in the day because it was meant to be Samoa Joe. They might have been doing a spot with Joe and Braun in that Mm, on the stage Which is a real shame because that would have been awesome. Yeah. I mean, Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman has has become in my head since last Tuesday a really big feud. Oh, Oh, do you know what it could have been? It could have been like the Taz Bam Bam spot in ECW where he's got the choke on you, do the big flat back bump. Yeah, and go through that. off the announcer's table. Oh, even better, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would have been great. It's it's a shame it wasn't that. And hey, it's I mean, just EC3, EC3 got TV time. Squashed. Yeah, yeah, he got TV yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe he'll go to SmackDown because they were trialing him um, in the dark matches with Drake Maverick as really his hope. manager. So maybe that'll be an act they can debut on SmackDown tonight and then, you know, not appear on TV for five weeks. Like... The graphic that flashed next uh, had a bunch of people who have made their trades so far. So Miz was official, I think. Uh, yeah, Miz others. was official, yeah. Yeah. But right at the back of all these people, not not including Ricochet and Alistair Black or Viking Experience, right at the back was just Eric Young. And Michael Cole almost flippantly said, <coughs> oh, and Eric Young's here. Like, it, almost in those exact mm. words, was just like, and Eric Young has also, like, he's he's here too. And the rest. It was such a shame for Eric Young. What a complete balls-up they've made of Sanity. Mm. Like, of, of epic proportions, this balls-up. Called up to the main roster, didn't debut for two months after being announced. Then they appeared on one pre-show pay-per-view. Did Soddle became Shane McMahon's lackeys? For mm. a week or two, and now the team's just split up. Nikki Cross came up to the main roster, was never put with them as a team. And now Eric Young is on one brand, and the others are on a different brand. I mean, lads, how did you manage this one? It's impressive. It's what it mm. is. Yeah, so that's a thing. But maybe he's going to get a big push now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is going to be enhancement talent. For the second week in a row after SmackDown last week, Becky Lynch passed Braun Strowman like ships in the night. I think they're building a feud here. Maybe. Yeah. And the monster among men versus the man. The men, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he'd be the monster among man. Yeah. That's, yeah, plural. Uh, (laughs) Becky Lynch came out and she... Doesn't you want to get off your phone, mate? (laughs) Is that on? What? That might interfere with the audio. It's always on. You've got to have it on airplane mode. <laughs> Professionalism, mate. It has mate. never interfered before. Okay. Uh, so Becky Lynch comes out and uh, that she has a match against Ruby Riot. It's a pretty quick match. And 
Becky Lynch lays waste to all of the Riot Squad. I hope this act gets split up. Oh, really? Yeah, me with me and Fakedor were talking about this yesterday. I don't want all three of them to get drafted. Mm. I would like maybe just Sarah Logan gets drafted. Although I suppose her hubby's on Raw as well now. So yeah, quite or nice. is he? Yeah, the War, War Raiders, sorry. The Viking Experience were officially confirmed for Raw. They weren't on the graphic, though. Ah, but they're on that WWE.com article, so we think that. I'm pretty sure they are now officially Raw. I don't know who's <laughs> on what brand. I think they're okay for Raw. So maybe Sarah Logan should stay on Raw, but Ruby Wright could go across uh, mm-hmm. on her own mm-hmm. um, to SmackDown. Yeah, I think that's wise. The, the, the Riot Squad has... Remember when they debuted... The, the day after Absolution. Oh, yeah. With Paige and Mandy Rose it was and the Sonya bu- Deville. It was the, I believe, it was the birth mm. of Control-C, Control-V. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Riot Squad got pretty easily dispatched by Becky. So, yep, I think that's fair to assume they're going to get broken up. But then again, that has that's what's been happening to them for the last several months. Ronda Rousey would do the same thing to them. So who knows? Yeah, but it's a superstar shake-up now. And then there's a, a backstage interview with Charlie Caruso and the Corbin Midcard of Evil. And then it cuts back to the ring and Natalia comes out to congratulate Becky because that's what everyone has to do at the start of their promos now. And Natalia didn't get a reaction, really, in Montreal. She got booed for doing Bret Hart's catchphrase, which I think they thought would get massively over. Yeah. And I, I just thought, I thought Natalia was naff here. I thought the script was terrible as well. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah, Becky Lynch hasn't had any good segments since winning the title. She's been Daniel Bryant. Mm. Put into a feud with Kane. And there was even a line when Natalia goes, I'm a pioneer of women of the women's division. I just thought, shut up. <laughs> this is terrible. And then Becky was like, yes, you are a pioneer of the women. And I'm not saying that she's not, because she's been there long enough that I guess she has to be part of the support structure. But then it's like, cool. Mm. Don't have to bring it up all the time, though. And then she was like, yeah, you are a pioneer, and I have to thank you for being in the main event of wrestling. It's like, no, you got there on your own two feet, mate. It's Yeah, it's, it made both of them look lame. Yeah. Uh, and then, because it wasn't lame enough, Lacey Evans came out. I thought, I'm going to disagree with you here, I thought Lacey Evans came out and saved the segment. Hmm. I okay. am a big, big supporter of Lacey Evans in this role, with the exception of that moonsault. So, so explain to me why, why you liked her coming out and her reasoning for the match, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> okay. I thought she cut a half-decent promo, mm-hmm. which was a step up from the previous two that had come before her. Um, and then she... Okay. I did like... Actually, I will say this. My favorite part of the same was when Lacey Evans came out, Becky Lynch said into the microphone, oh, it's this dope. Yeah. Um, she essentially insinuated that she um, blew management to get yes. this uh, p- to get this position, mm-hmm. and now she's going to fight for the number one contendership. Yeah. So the exact quote. Uh, oh, I haven't got it up on this one, but it was essentially, I, you know, I've got you've, a woman uses her charms backstage and all that nonsense. So yeah, it's like yeah, I I I did a sexual favor backstage, and now I'm in the match. So okay, that's that's very boundary-pushing storytelling for WWE and arguably one that would be very interesting to explore if you frame her as the heel, which she very much is, and you make that as part of the story. And then that's that's even like a sort of 
a women's evolution. These women who are doing it for themselves against, you know, sort of, I guess, symbols of the patriarchy and the old way of doing things. But that's not what happened. She just said, yeah, I, I, I sort of flirted with everyone backstage and, and got the match. But then there was like the commentary didn't say anything about how that was bad. It also contradicts her character of being that she's meant to be sort of like the, the, the symbol of all that is womanly and a lady. Yeah. So I, um, I, I'm not a fan of her promos. I think her ca- character's too cartoonish for this level of feud. I, she hasn't wrestled on hey, the main she roster. she had a match here. Her first match yeah, in and four the Royal Rumble. That doesn't count, man. <laughs> and, and she's like, even the content of the promos is, is very problematic now. Yes, I have got my sights on her because I don't think this is the, the right move for Becky Lynch after the Ronda Rousey title win. Like winning the title off of Ronda Rousey, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm looking for things wrong with her, but they're quite blatant to see. Yeah, I, okay, so I, I rescind my comments. I, uh, I don't think the con. I actually completely forgot the content of the promo until I looked at my notes and then thought, uh oh, I mm. have forgotten about this, and I've just, com- I've gone to bat to say this was great. Um, so I will rescind that comment. That Thank was you. incorrect. Uh, however. I thought it was a uh, a better delivery of promo than what had come beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) And then at least she had a match and she won that match. Yeah. I'm hoping that Natalia stays on Raw and you can uh, have her segments. Yeah. So it was was an ordinary match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. That is giving it some plaudits yeah. right there to call it an ordinary match. So, so there was nothing in this match that made me take attention of her. Uh... Here are my notes. Natty runs wild. Ad break. Lacey has heat. Becky is watching backstage. Lacey wins. Yeah. Well, she hit the women's rights punch on, which is, which is a fantastic name. It's yeah. a fantastic name for Good pun, mate. Yeah, yeah. Good pun. That is, that, that's the best thing about her character. And, and I think her look is excellent. And her music rules. Mm. And so Natalia's laid out, and then Lacey Evans <laughs> hits the, the BME, the best moonsault it's ever. It's not quite the BME. She doesn't do the flip, does she? No, so so uh, Daniels would do one, two, and the moonsault. She, uh, does, she looks backwards. She actually spins round uh, and okay. does it. Yeah, so it's, her, it's a moonsault, which is impressive. Problem is, she landed knees first on Natalia. Oh, right into yeah. her abdomen. Good Lord, that looked like it sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but th- whatever... I am not interested in Evans versus Lynch. I just, if Sasha Banks is annoyed, why not just say, hey, look, we're going to put you in a really high profile title feud then with Becky Lynch. I just, you've got, it's it's sitting right there. Yeah, I know. But in, you know, they did specifically say, and I will say this as, uh, as a positive for this segment, they specifically said that they were going after the Raw Women's Championship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which then opens up Becky on SmackDown for a SmackDown Women's Championship feud as well. So With there Carmella. is Carmella. No, Ember Moon, or there's a Sasha Banks opening up there as well. Like, okay. it's, it, so if we are going to take, we'd said last week one of the errors that we thought it was was that they weren't setting up separate feuds, and now they are. So we criticised them for doing something. They're now no longer doing that. There should be at least something to be said for it. You're right, you're right, you're right. Also, you know, like people always say Becky Lynch isn't the person and she quite clearly is because they put all that. They gave her both belts, uh, uh, mania. But really, she's the person to build other people that 
management prefer like that's, Daniel Bryan did yeah that's that's what I done. that's what just based on, I know it's very cynical based on 10 days out from Wrestlemania but I and, and Meltzer says look Becky's the chosen one I think she was she is the chosen one to then get other people over in six months time and and just like Daniel Bryan in that first win yeah they're going to be flattened out with rubbish not rubbish feuds but just not the right feuds lackluster deliveries well, that's the thing. Is like with Brian, the concussion obviously cut this completely short, and you know, and, and that all went sort of bit nipples north for it. But the whole plan was that he was going to win the belt and then just lose it to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. He was going to have a run from Mania to SummerSlam. Brock Lesnar, when Brock Lesnar completely destroyed Cena, that was meant to be Daniel Bryan. And so, and I would probably wager that Bryan was then never going to be back into that title picture ever again. Mm. They, Maybe. We had the moment. We had the, yeah, they had the Yeslemania moment, and then we're probably <clears> never going to pick up that thread again. We've had our Becky Lynch moment, and now at the end of the year, it's going to be Lacey Evans and Mandy Rose. And Charlotte. And Carmella. Blonde uh, <laughs> people. Blonde. Blonde people. Hey, it's Liv Morgan's time. Mm. Finally. Uh, after that, we got another Charlie interview, this time with Seth and Roman. They teased that the Shield won't be together forever. Well, so they also Roman... tease that it's the final chapter. That's a, uh, a documentary they've got airing this Sunday mm. on the network. Someone opened up the door in this segment and nearly yeah. walked out. Felt very WCW. I think it was AJ. Yeah, <laughs> Seth even corpse, didn't he? Yeah, he, he, did. he, he, he laughed. <laughs> uh, but then, it, well, maybe it was something supernatural. Because in the next promo, we got... Well, it was the, the bird raptor stuff, but with a different array of toys. There was a doll's house. Yep. I've written here, bird raptor has a doll's house now. Mm. And then there was like a rocking chair. There was one that was kind of like going across the neck of another one as if it was trying to kill it. Um, and then it ended with this doll um, that I'm guessing is meant to be sort of like an Annabelle reference. Mm. And it was, it was creepy looking. So Bray Wyatt's gimmick is he's the puppet master. Yeah. All for it, mate. Yeah. And then we got the main event. Much rather him be that than Hobo Wizard. Yeah. Maybe this is just this is the next evolution of Hobo Wizard, Wizard, I guess. Do we need Supernatural? Can't we just have good old-fashioned cults? Hey, dude, when it first panned up and there was a dress, my first thought was, oh, no, it's Sister Abigail. I thought that. They've uh, they've brought back Sister Abigail. I can't believe that. This, How could you lead to this? I didn't know the scale. I was like, is that a person? Oh, no, it's a tiny doll. Uh, that's that's all of Raw. I, I gave it four out of five because what? Whoa! It was a fun show. It was a fine show. That was fun. There was nothing to be seriously annoyed about apart what? from Viking experience. But really, like boycott WWE, right, Datsun? That that seemed like four days ago. <laughs> by the end of by the end of the like show, the power. I am. Um, I would get in an average. Mm. Um, it was not a newsworthy superstar shakeup, and I think that should go against it. Um, but there was nothing outright to hate about it other than the obvious name change, which, as we said, is not good, but there have been worse name changes. I think my expectations were lowered so much by last week's Raw that this week's Raw has been benefited. You've gone from a poor all the way up to... And, hey, you were out of step last week. I think you'll find yourself out of step again this week with uh, the SWAF Nation. Did people post. love it last week? Oh, people gave it Avroge last week. And then I think there were more people giving it core than poor as well. Mm, okay. Well, hit us up. Yeah, and you gave it Avroge. Yeah. What do you think, Randy? Uh, I thought it was Avroge as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think you can suggest that we don't need wizards. We always need wizards in our life. Just Harry Potter fan. The famous 
Harry Potter fan Randy. Bit Andy of a there. thing. Uh, Chris Merriman says... T- talking of sexual fantasies. Chris Merriman says, what is your favorite wrestling chant of all time? Chris Merriman, whose name is going to be read out very shortly when we do the yeah. Patreon shoutouts. Um, you might want to get those ready as well, Randy. Are they in Luke's notes? They are indeed. Okay. Um, our favorite wrestling chant of all time. Uh, I'm only going to say this because I was actually just re-watching WrestleMania 30 uh, for Wrestle Ramble Extra. It's the, the yes chant. Mm. I, um, I, I'd, when Daniel Bryan comes out and there is just a sea of yes chants, I was like, God, what a great time that was. There's the yes chant, there's the fandangoing, which really was the start of Raw After Mania for me. <coughs> but I'm going to choose my own <laughs> because Noam Dar, a Scottish wrestler at Progress Chapter 4, he had an arm bar and uh, there was, everyone would say, ah, oh, what was it? That People would chant deep fried stuff at him mm-hmm. and he got in an arm bar and I went deep fried arm bar. <laughs> Like a Mars bar, and no one—it didn't catch on because everyone was too busy laughing, and that was one of the proudest moments of my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm going to change my answer then because it's one of my favourite ones to start at Rev Pro shows and join in with, which is Roberts, do your job. Roberts, <laughs> do your job. Na 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 na. Can we have another question, please? Uh, you sure can. Thank you. Uh, Vivid Chim suggests that the Viking experience sounds like a bad porn film. Someone did actually say that if you want to, if you genuinely hate the Viking experience that much and you want to get rid of it, just make a porn film with that name and then they'll be forced to change it. Mm, because it's not that, going in the Hall of Fame. That's what happened with Submission Sorority or Sorority Submission. I'll remember, do it. Yeah, remember them? What? You volunteer him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were called that name and then it turned out there was a porn film with the exact same title, so they just became Team PCB instead. Mm. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Rob Pontin says, Pontin's problems, problems, yes. Uh, Adam Cole, call up new gimmick Michael Cole son. Yeah. 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 Could be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, does he? (laughs) It doesn't have to be, no. It doesn't have to be. Or, actually, it's it's funny you should say the Adam Cole thing, because I wonder if that is going to be one of those things, and it'll just be one of those weird McMahon moments where he suddenly goes, well, we can't have two people with the same name. Give them a different name. Adam. His yeah, name's just Adam. Adam. Yeah. Bebe. Adam Bebe. Adam Bebe, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it's me. Oh, no. Oh, oh, wrong camera. There we go. Have I just ruined everything? No. You, well, it won't be easy for you to change back, but yeah. Okay. Uh, one second. Uh, Ring Profits Wrestlecast says, I can see the Dream doing some crossover work from NXT. Possibly a Dream versus Joe would be interesting. Dream versus Joe? What, Samoa Joe? I'm guessing so, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, um, that'd be I, an I, awesome feud. That'd be a great feud, yeah. Really, really great feud. Um, but I think Dream's going to be stuck... Uh, not stuck in NXT. I think he's going to be staying in NXT for another year. He's going to be safe, safe in NXT. NXT yeah. yeah, along with Gargano and the rest of them. And Matt, Br- uh, Matt Bro, Matt Riddle. Who do you think will switch brands that shouldn't switch brands? Ooh. Oh, that's a great question. That's a really, From really great XSG. question. SG. I'm actually going to say Andrade. I'd have liked Andrade to stay on SmackDown. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um... I'll say Seth Rot. Wait, Seth. Seth Rollins shouldn't switch brands, but he also hasn't switched brands. Yeah. Um. So who are the Eric Young? <laughs> Actually, it's another great. Eric camp. Young should just Eric be Young. Yeah. Stuck with sanity. Yeah. Safe with sanity. But is it safe though? I don't know. Sane. Uh, speaking of switching uh, brands, if you want to 
keep track of everyone who switched brands, go to WrestleTalk.com because we've got a whole list there doing a whole tracker. So just and that's for every single superstar shake of all time. So Ooh. just check that, that valuable is, resource. You know? That is a uh, a dreadful plug. Um, and plugs are also available at the Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester <laughs> Square, where we're going to be screening Ready to Rumble uh, on May 7th. Uh, Jay-Z says, Mr. Davis, congrats on your successful marathon run. Now you can beer 52 24-7. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear all about the, I want to say, epic story mm. of Ollie Davis's marathon, the Wrestle Ramble podcast, which will be out in about an hour after this finishes, is well worth checking out. It's a, it's a tale of, of strife and struggle <laughs> and tears that, that didn't have physical form. And sunburn. Mm. Uh, Vincent Millage says, and I think he's got confused with his genres here, but uh, can't wait for the Viking experience travel package meet and greet for Wrestlemania next year, complete with a pirate ship tour. <laughs> of, <laughs> course, yeah, of course! Of course! <laughs> Well, Vikings and pirates are very different, though. They're mm, different factions in Smash-Up. Pirates of the Caribbean? Sky pirates? Well, we thought... That, I think Kyrie Sane's getting called up tonight. And oh. so, and I think she is on track to be... Um, <coughs> she'll be called the Pirate Experience as well. Is, so in Tampa, Tampa Bay? Am I right? It's a bay? Yeah. There's going to be a match in the, in the ocean. There's going to oh, be a floating ring. Floating ring. I used to have that play set for WCW <laughs> Bash at the Beach. Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. great idea. Floating ring. I'm, I'm all in for the Viking experience now, if it ends in that. And we could do someone doing like the PCO powerbomb to the floor, but it's not the floor. It's the water. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, you saw that they advertise, accidentally advertised Kyrie Sane as a member of the SmackDown roster. Yesterday, I, I, yeah. I did see that, yeah. But that graphic also had like Eric Young and mm. everyone else that had been traded. So, okay. and plans change. Uh, Heavy Metal Mike says Brock Lesnar to SmackDown Fox will have SmackDown in UFC in October and Fox probably wants the crossover also Bugenhagen is my spirit animal <laughs> so was that Rousey? <coughs> Lesnar oh Lesnar yeah Um, yeah, maybe that'll be the big acquisition is that Lesnar goes across to SmackDown and never shows up yeah <laughs> yeah they uh, can just advertise his name yeah not follow through on it uh, oh, but that sounds very un WWE mm, though. That yeah, they wouldn't do that. They they wouldn't have shady business practices no, like that. No, sounds no. very out of They're character. They're a very modern, twenty teen organization. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Not a carny backwater thing. Uh, Tomo, although I Tomo. think I know what the answer is going to be, and is that the answer is going to be that we wouldn't speculate. But uh, Lacey had to do some tactics to get the match. So did Charlotte <laughs> use the same tactic to get added to the WrestleMania main event? Get blonde hair. Maybe Man. this is part of a larger storyline. Oh, it's Vince McMahon really bringing back the Attitude Era. <laughs> like, remember that he did that segment with Tori where he was like, "You want to get a job?" Mm. And it was like, and it was all a ploy for him to get caught by Linda. Um, unfortunately, I think this. Well, probably fortunately, I don't think this goes anywhere. Hey, remember uh, that guy walking in on Alexa Bliss? That went nowhere. Yeah. So I think it's just these are storylines that get started and get dropped. And before people say that's not a thing, Big Show himself said it on a podcast. I believe it was Austin's podcast where he was like, yeah, you know, storylines would just start two weeks later. But they're not there anymore. What happened to Big Show in the bar? They broke up on WWE.com, I think. And what did the Big Show do afterwards? I don't know. Why did they get together? I don't know. Smackdown 1000. <laughs> that's why. Moments. 
On the subject of get betters, we had this email come in from Paul Young that says, Hi Luke, Ollie, and the rest of the gang. A bit different to normal get betters, as I'm only just starting out my journey. After listening to many people's get better stories, it inspired me to take the plunge myself. I've been a heavyweight, um... I've always been a heavyweight and would have been ineligible for 205 Live since I was 13. I'm currently tipping the scales at 26 stone and 7 pounds. For our international listeners, that is uh, 371 pounds. Uh, he wanted to save you Googling live on air. Um, Again, you've just, you've just given me the same measurement in different... You haven't, so that isn't in kilograms, though. Do you want it in kilograms? Have you got it in kilograms? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have it in kilograms, please. Yeah, it's 168 kilograms. Ah, now I know. Okay. Are you doing sound effects, Andy? No. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I feel like you're reacting to the, the numbers. No, I hurt my elbow playing darts yesterday. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> Yeah, basically. It really hurts. (laughs) Sorry, that really made me laugh. Uh, Which is sorry. Back to this very serious email, which is only six kilo less than the big show is currently listed at, and I am not seven feet tall. I tried to become seven feet tall by studying it, but my art teacher says you can't teach that. (laughs) I started my journey with Slimming World and hoping to drop down my weight over the next year. My weigh day is on Saturday, so occasionally update you on my possible journey, possibly before pay per views. Thank you for the consistent content, which keeps me sane while working from home. P.S. I only just realized that jogging was code, so I was very confused by the story months ago about the couple who invited a different person jogging, then kept jogging with that third party. Um, Kept thinking, why would they care if someone else was running with them? Mm. That's from Paul. Why, what is jogging for? Well, I was running. We were getting those marathon emails and it was people just getting ready for the marathon. So the the actual, I don't don't want to keep going back to how awful the marathon is. But you lose... What's the exact? Actually, you talk because that you lose so much weight mm. on the actual process of doing the marathon because your body starts to eat itself because it runs out of energy stores. I'm. Um, we've had some uh, emails in um, that I'm not going to read out on this podcast because it just doesn't feel really that appropriate. Like super serious emails, which I do want to read out because I, I do think they're stories that are worth sharing. But um, because Ollie's been talking about such frivolous things, I don't think it's quite frivolous. I, th- I think we'll have a, a real tonal shift. Um, mm. So uh, I've just opened up the wrong email that I want to do so. Uh, this came in from uh, Jaron Walker, who said, Hey guys, listen to the raw review. Just heard that you guys think I'm someone named Jeremiah on YouTube because we have the same avatar. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm deeply offended. Do we all look the same to you, Luke? Oh, okay. Some of one of us has that CM Punk logo. Then we all look the same. Disappointed emoji. I'd like to be judged by the content of my emails, not the picture on my profile. Sarcasm aside, it's honestly not me. My YouTube name is Small Afro Games, just like on Twitter. Love the content and dedication, guys. I'm going to be uh, going to SummerSlam weekend in Canada as well so I'll try to be the man in the building once again that's from Jaron Walker well thank you very much Jaron I do apologise I literally because I see the CM Punk logo in his avatar and so whenever I see that now I just think it's Jaron again mm. because Jaron's emailed a lot into the show and so I just think that anyone who has got that logo is him people a lot of people have the same avatars no I know I appreciate the, uh... that but also I just thought people would have stopped having that avatar in 2014 Hey, CM Punk lives in us all. <laughs> Whenever I'm... we're dissatisfied with the WWE product or Shane McMahon inadvisedly starts calling himself the slogan that CM Punk once had, yep. we're going to chant it. Yeah, I'm being facetious, of course. You're, well, well, you're free to like CM Punk and, and have his avatar, which 
let's be honest, was a very, very cool logo. And it was a very specific one as well, because it's one with the um, Chicago background, or the, the, black and, mm. uh, the black and white one, which I'm not sure it's the Chicago one. Um, let's have another t- uh, email. Uh, let's go back to Justin's potpourri email um, with his WrestleTalk Get Better. <laughs> I had my first doctor's appointment in a few years, about three weeks ago, and it was a bit of a wake-up call because I weigh in at 324 pounds. Now, do you want that in kilograms? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, Randy, can you Google that for us, please? I can. So that's 324 pounds to kilograms, please. Uh, well, I wish the doctor would have talked to me more about just my weight. He beat the dead horse until it was paced. Uh, I've since started making changes to my diet, and right now I'm trying to cut down on carbs and sugar in general. I'm looking t- into more official diet plans like paleo or Atkins? Paleo. 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 paleo like a paleolithic man. Someone who just grazes on berries ah, okay. and kills mammoths um, and eats the mammoths. Uh, oh, also, I did follow Ollie's lead, and I did a 24-hour fast to kind of reset my body. As I said in the last section, I'm already down five pounds, so I now weigh 319 pounds. Can you change that, Andy, and update us? Uh, so it isn't much, but it is a start. I will email you an That's update great. when I get below 300, and when I get to my eventual goal of 270 to 280 pounds. That is a great start. It is 144.696 kilograms. Still means nothing to me. That is. It's the cheapest diet in the world. It's like... Not eating. It's like me. Twice. I don't know how much you weigh, mate. It's like okay. Well, pick me up. <laughs> uh, it's it's about the same as one of the. It's Andy wearing a it's, hoodie. It's, it's like Roe. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Ivor, what his name is. He's in, Eric. he's in very good shape, that Ivar. lad. Yeah, but he's a big guy. Yeah. yeah, so he's still in good shape though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for your email. Uh, we're going yeah, to use good that luck and good luck to you. Absolutely, uh, we'll transition into his eighty percent fact, and we'll have some eighty percent facts and get out of here. Uh, for the last oh, part of this email, I'm going to five minutes. I know. Yeah, I'm going to add in an eighty percent fact. I was listening to a science podcast, and the guest on the show uh, said that the second-born sons are more likely to be homosexual because the first son takes most of the testosterone out of the mother's body. What? When I told this to my mum, she really questioned it. I'm not surprised. (laughs) And she said, um, of course, they would always blame the mother. Needless to say, I now find this statement to be suspect. And I've said I've stopped listening to that podcast. Yeah, Yeah, that is weird. I mean, I am a second born son. As am I. Yeah. And I'm straight as an arrow. So I don't buy that for a second. Mm. But say it's the mother's fault. Like it's something to go wrong. Exactly. It's also yeah. problematic. It's it's just something that is in it's available in all of us, no matter we where you were born. We all know it's the water that's turning people <laughs> gay and those goddamn frogs. No, you're wrong. It's the vaccines that are making them gay. That's what's really doing it. Uh, should we have some more eighty percent facts? Sure thing. Uh, this one comes in from Edward. Uh, hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and definitely not Dandel Ratson. I have an 80 That feels meaner now. <laughs> it's here with us. It does. Although, I'm just saying, the new scientist says that the more older brothers you have, the more likely you are to be gay. So correlation or causation. Yeah, that's I think that's very much it. Yeah. I'd imagine if you interviewed, like, you know, eight gay men who had older brothers then you're, you're the, the science would then prove that you're 100% correct in your assertion. Mm. But that's because you, you specifically pick those eight people. So like I remember once reading a, uh, an article that was talking about why horror movies are really bad, uh, like b- badly treat their female characters. And they were talking about how like female characters rarely survive horror movies. And they listed off all these examples. And I'm like, yeah, well, you just picked examples. You cherry-picked examples where women don't survive. If you cherry-picked all of these women where they do survive because they're bountiful and there's loads of them to pick from your your study completely falls down 
Anyway, I've gone on track. This comes <laughs> in from Edward. Uh, I've got an 80% fact, which I never thought to check if it's true and may be about to embarrass myself, but ho-hum. I once saw on a TV show, maybe The Real Hustle, but don't quote me on that, that if you are on the phone with someone who is next to your car and you are not and use your car key fob, it will open the car. Hmm. Let if you nod no, hang on, let me try that. Let me try that again. If you are on the phone with someone who is next to your car and you are not and use your car fob, it will open the car. Oh, so like you're, say you're at home and someone has driven your car oh, right, and yeah. you call them and they're next to your car and you use the car key like down through, the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, like I say, I've never thought to look into this or even try, so I may sound gullible moron uh, than so be it. And where did he get that from? Just something he heard. Uh, maybe it was a TV show. Maybe it was The Real Hustle, but mm. I don't know what The Real Hustle is. Is that a fictional uh, thing? No, no, no. It's It was a show on BBC Three about uh, like how to avoid scams mm. uh, and things like that. I used to watch it quite a lot. So. Do you remember that particular fact? I do not. No, it was mainly like people how to avoid pickpockets and stuff like that. So. Do you know how I avoid uh, pickpockets, Andy? By removing pockets. No, I, I have uh, the Ridge Wallet nice. is what I have. There's a nice little segue there. Please go on. Do you remember what the link was? The link? Yeah. I think it's the ridge.com forward slash wrestle talk. They make wallets. They make lovely wallets. They're good wallets. They're not even sponsoring this podcast, yeah, but I yeah, really yeah. want that link to work for people. It's out of the goodness of our hearts. That is absolutely. But they've got RFID blocking technology, which is where people just come and they go, Bleep, and they... Take all your car keys. Yeah, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I've never felt cooler <coughs> slash sexier than when I use my Ridge wallet at a checkout. It sounds, now you've gone too far. No, I genuinely do. Right. I, I pull it out and I'm like, mm. and I think, this is cool. Pull what out? <laughs> anyway, right, uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow for the SmackDown podcast where we'll have more superstar shake-up nonsense. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.